Women Taking the Lead, episode 176. I live my life by the phrase, there is no not. No matter what you want to achieve, no matter what goals you have in mind, no matter how hard it is, if you say to yourself, there is no not, that's putting yourself in the mindset instantly that you're going you're gonna to accomplish your goals and more. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Every child wants to be the hero of their own story. At JulesCustomBooks.com, your child plays the central role in every book, bringing joy and delight when they hear their name and those of their family and friends. Visit JulesCustomBooks.com to make your child the star of the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Taking the Lead. I'm excited to be bringing you the male perspective today. This podcast isn't just about women helping women. It's my philosophy that it's going to take both genders working together to see more women stepping up as leaders. We can gain a lot of insights from men. So I interview men who work with women around their leadership development. And as our guest today, we have Daniel Belak. And changing the world is the reason Daniel Belak wakes up in the morning. He's a dynamic speaker and presenter. Daniel's desire for change has led him to start the Youth Empowerment Podcast and business, danielbelak.com. On the podcast, he has interviewed some of the world's greatest influencers, leaders, and inspirational people with a passion for entrepreneurship, helping others, and changing the world. Don't be surprised if he's impacting 100,000 youth by the end of 2016 and 1 million within three years. Look out for him in 2035 when he is sworn into office and becomes Prime Minister of Canada. Daniel, it's such an honor to have you here. Thank you for so much for coming on the show. So that's a little intro for everyone to kind of get an idea about who you are, but tell us a little bit more about you. So everyone has a good sense of who they're listening to right now. I mean, you're obviously listening to the future prime minister of Canada, but, (laughs) and, uh, and we can say I knew him when, (laughs) right, right. Um, but no, in, in a little bit more of a context tone, I, um, hi, my name is Daniel Bielak, as you've said. Um, but yeah, no, I, I started off, uh, this podcast to try to change the stigma around youth from, um, being lazy and entitled and disrespectful and not hardworking to the to change that stigma into the positive and focus on the youth that are hardworking, the youth that want to make a difference in the world and to shed a light on those that are making that impact. Um, I love to write poetry. It's one of my, uh, I guess, habits and hobbies that I, I, I do for fun. And um, I really hope that today I can empower all of you. Awesome, Daniel. And tell us where you are. Everyone's hearing a little bit of background noise. So let's make sense of that for people. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm uh, actually at the University of Guelph Humber out in, uh, out in Ontario. Um, it's, and I'm studying business. And I'm a little bit, I, I got here early because of the school's Wi-Fi. It's a lot better than my Wi-Fi at home. So I want to make sure this is as good of a uh, bandwidth for you guys. So sorry for the background noise. Oh, no, no, no. It's totally fine. Just wanted to make sense of it for everybody. And Daniel, you've you've done a lot and you've got big goals. And if you don't mind, can you also tell people how old you are? Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm 17 years old, and uh, I I have pretty uh, tremendous goals. And whenever I tell people them, they're like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> you yeah. know, Prime Minister of Canada, like what? And I, and then I tell them, "Yeah, I'm I'm serious." You know, I, for me, there is no not. I, I will achieve the goals that I set my mind to. Yeah, I love that. And the reason why I wanted you to especially tell us your age is not to to say like, oh, my goodness, look at this. But (laughs) I think there are so many barriers when we have preconceived notions about somebody based on their gender and their age. And I would love to break those barriers as much as possible. Um, And for those of you who are listening, Daniel and I chatted before we started recording. And um, he and I are probably going to be collaborating quite a bit um, going forward because he really does, um, he has achieved an, an awareness of what's important. Um, he's got his mission, he's going at it. And I would love for you to listen from that place because he certainly is going to change the world. Um, but Daniel, Aww. to start, <laughs> I know, oh, I know we're just showering love at each other, <laughs> <laughs> but to start us off, tell us a story about a woman who's impacted you as a leader. I mean, the one person and probably the biggest person that has impacted my life as a leader is my mom. And, you know, maybe that's because I'm only 17, but, you know, I look at it and I think, you know, my story, I'll tell you that and, I'll, and this will give context to why I picked my mom. Um, when I grew up, I wasn't, I was born, you know, nine weeks premature, me and my twin sister. So if everybody kind of takes out their hand right now and looks at the size of their hand, their palm and everything, me and my sister were no bigger than that which is kind of insane and bad. So, um, you know, my sister dropped below a pound, but there was always, uh, when I was born, everybody said I looked like an alien. I had all these tubes going inside of me, these needles pricked me, and they were, they they didn't really know what it was. All they knew is that it was asthma. Um, and that they found out uh, later on. Um, and so for the first 10 years of my life, I was very very sick like pretty much my entire childhood I was homeschooled in the afternoons and during the winters I wouldn't even be allowed to go outside during elementary school for fear that I would get sick and I wouldn't get better Um, except there's something a little bit different about the asthma that I had and that is I was allergic to all the medication normal asthmatic would take but the doctors didn't figure that out until I was 10 years old for 10 years I was on these puffers, on these medications that I was allergic to. And so it kept making me worse and worse. Until finally, my mom was like, okay, I've had enough. (laughs) And so she took me to Rochester, Minnesota, on the Mayo Clinic out there. Phenomenal hospital, phenomenal people there. And uh, they discovered that, hey, he's allergic to all this. And uh, they'd seen very few cases previous to mine. And... They said, all you got to do to, you know, have your asthma go in remission is have your son sleep on an inclined plane on a ramp and uh, the asthma will go away. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I think without my mom, I wouldn't be the, where I am today. I definitely wouldn't be the man that I am today. And uh, I wouldn't be as caring and loving and I wouldn't volunteer and be helping as many people as I can. Mm, I love that story. And I, you know, I'm not a parent myself, but I've seen, you know, my brothers and my sisters parent, my closest friends parent, and the enormous responsibility to be an advocate for your child, um, you know, who's vulnerable, you know, and especially in that situation as a parent where all these authorities who have a lot of experience and a lot of training and schooling are, are recommending one thing, 
But at some point as a parent, you have to trust your gut and make a decision. And, you know, that obviously quickly changed your life, your health condition and how you experience the world, I imagine. Yeah. And my mom kind of, she has her own nonprofit charity. And so just coming up from volunteer roots and from the roots of helping as many people as she does. She's in 90 hospitals across North and across the world. And we do crafting inside these hospitals. Coming from that is a privilege almost. Coming from such, uh, you know, I'd say like humble background as in you're not, the way I would phrase it as is this, I came from a place of volunteerism not from a place of picking on others. You know, and that's a, from our conversation before we hit record, that's a big part of your story because I'm sure some people are wondering, you know, I say right at the beginning of the episode, I bring on men who help women to develop as leaders. Yeah. And you were sharing um, some of your experiences and the influence you've had. So describe for those who are listening, what, what have you been doing to impact women and their role as leaders? Well, I think I should start off with uh, a story that, uh, and then I'll give a little bit of context to it. Um, so I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a feminist. I believe in everything that feminism has to uh, offer the equality and the social, all the, the whole definition. And um, one of my friends, he, I'd say he was kind of a <laughs> Star Wars reference. He was on the dark side. Um, he, he was saying that the gender wage gap wasn't a real thing and he didn't really believe in the feministic uh, right for equality and all that stuff. Um, and I had numerous conversations with him. And the other day, actually, he, he, met, he, he messaged me on Facebook and he's saying, uh, Daniel, um, not only have you changed my mindset towards feminism and towards women to now being... Um, positive and you know realizing that feminism is a needed thing and that I should fight for it but you've also made me more of an emotional more of a vulnerable guy and, and that's okay with me now because before he was always like a rock and he said that to me and uh, it just it brightened my day and I think that if I can empower as many men to you know stand by and empower their uh, female counterparts and help them get to where they want to go then that's amazing yeah. One of my philosophies is we're all better together. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I think we commonly think of that as women, like women find strength in relationships, but it, it's all of us. We are all better when we're working together towards something. And your youth empowerment podcast and that initiative, you know, um, from the chat we had when we initially mm -hmm. connected there, there's women in that community, women, you know, oh, yeah. young women <laughs> who are, who are making strides in their life as a result of your influence. So, you know, I found it definitely appropriate and needed to have you come on the podcast. And like I said before, you know, I want to interview people of all ages. You're the youngest person I've interviewed, but but I've also had a woman who was in her 80s on the show as well. So it's definitely exciting you here. And Daniel, from wow. the experience you've had, <laughs> yeah, I know, so cool. Because, you know, it doesn't matter what our age is. You know, we're all, we're all leading in some place in our life. And, you know, there are some people, they never retire. And, you know, I'm, I'm someone who I, um, 
I wonder about retirement because even when people retire, they go on to, to work on other things. They're just not so focused on, you know, making the money anymore, though there are many people well into their 70s and 80s that are still rocking it in business and still making money. It's just their, their perspective has changed on it. And what I'm curious now to Daniel is, you know, what you see that hold women back? You know, what has been your experience of leading the women in your community? And what do you see tend to be their pitfalls or the walls that, that they have a hard time getting through? I think the walls are very similar um, between men and women in that kind of aspect. But the biggest one I have to say is um, confidence, but not, but not confidence as in like being extroverted and being very social. Um, but more confidence in the ability to challenge and to challenge an idea or ask questions and build on that. Um, and the reason I say that is because, well, um, a guy by the name of Matt Waller, um, who was um, the man who actually um, made me openly uh, and quite vocally supportive of feminism, he he um, gives a bunch of statistics. He founded a company called Get Raised. And... Um, Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but Get Raise essentially, it shows you um, what you should be making for the role and position that you are in. So when you give um, women the knowledge and the background and the opportunities, then they go wholeheartedly, 110%. Even like there's there's no stopping any, uh, anybody or opportunity to have the confidence to not only get the opportunity and that, but to have the confidence to question authority when you know you're deserving of more. Yes. I think that that's a big thing for women is they tend to want to know they're mm -hmm. going to get the outcome that they're looking for before they'll, they'll step up. They, they want to have more assurances mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. I've noticed with men, they don't need assurances. No, they just, no. they, they just, they're just like, of course it's going to turn out the way I want it to, you know, 50, and they just kind of odds. Oh, perfect. It's like, 100%. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can work with 50%. Whereas women are like, can I get it to 90%? I need more like a seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll deal with, yeah, you're right. That that's probably more accurate. I mean, we love that 95 to 98% chance but <laughs> you know i think for women more and more we'll start jumping when it's 70 75 percent yeah yeah that's that's so true um and i love how you're bringing on people on your podcast who are helping them kind of bust through that and realize you know not yeah. all the pieces have in place you there are some things you can figure out along the way and even if it's you know even if at the end it's a quote-unquote failure you've learned so much from the experience that it was it was worth it to begin with hundred percent. Like one of the um, women that I've interviewed, her interview is coming out uh, later on this, or has, her name was Shama Hyder. And um, one, I think you should definitely interview her. Um, she is amazing. She's the CEO of the Marketing Zen Group. And she does so much to empower women on her side and be a mentor for women and a guy just like you are. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. I, we, we should say that too, that your podcast like focuses both on men and women so yeah. that you're getting, getting both sides of the perspective. And Daniel, what have you been learning from the women who are a part of your community and that you've been mentoring? I've learned a lot about, you know, it's, it's, it's going to sound cliche, but I've learned so much more about self-awareness of myself, being more of an emotionally open and vulnerable guy. And that has helped me a lot. Like, the women that I've helped 
have helped me. You, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I, um, I, I helped um, coach this girl. Um, she was getting 60s in her presentations. Um, she was out in grade 12 in high school. And I kind of helped her. And just through kind of giving her confidence, helping her out on her presentations, I was, she was able to go from a 60 student to a 90 student, which was amazing, right? And um, through that, through, through the course of talking and everything, she kind of made me question myself and my vulnerability to my mistakes and the areas that I'm not good at. And it's, it's made me an, an, a much better person and I appreciate uh, everything that she taught me and I, and, I, and I hope to communicate that, that vulnerability is okay, especially towards men. And Daniel, you said that being more emotional and being more open and vulnerable has helped you a lot. What have you seen has become, I guess for a better, lack of a better way to say it, like what was available to you when you started expressing your emotions more and being more open? Well, (laughs) great question, by the way. Um, But I'd say... I had the opportunity to meet my idols, go to the conferences that I've always dreamt of going to because I was vulnerable, because I admitted to my mistakes and my faults. Like um, when I was in New York um, months ago, I I actually was kicked out of VaynerMedia's office, the infamous Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, whom I'm sure many of you have heard of. Um, and the vulnerability and the owning up to that mistake that that had happened there and the, like why I was kicked out only allowed me to come back, interview Gary, interview his team and be in a more developed relationship than had I had not taken up that mistake, had I not been more vulnerable and emotional guy. I really appreciate that story because <laughs> a lot of people are afraid of making mistakes, but it's usually, you know what I'm, and I'll put this in a business perspective. A lot of us who are entrepreneurs and business owners, when we think about our delivery of service and our customer service, we're always trying to be perfect. And that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great goal to shoot for, but there's no harm in making a mistake. And in a customer service experience that doesn't go exactly as planned because in that is an opportunity to show your character. And what you're really made of. I think some of the companies out there and the brands that I initially did not have a good experience with, but whom reached out to me and made it right, they won my loyalty and they got my attention. Then if I had just had a seamless customer service experience, my opinion of them would have been like, oh yeah, that's a good company. I've had no problems with them. Now, instead, what I say to people is like, that's a great company because when something went wrong, they went above and beyond to make it right and make sure I was happy. You know, that's that's a lasting Im- impression. So, you know, I would kind of underscore for those out there, like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. It's who you are in the face of a mistake that really allows you to shine and and show people who you really are. And to build off that, the market, like if we're talking business, the market will forgive a mistake. Like they're going to forgive Samsung and the batteries. But had Samsung said, oh, no, it's not our phones that are causing this. It's something else. It's your microwave. Then then the market would have been distrusted and then Samsung would have gone under. If you own up to your mistakes, you're only 
creating the opportunity. You're only creating more opportunity because everybody makes mistakes. Right. Absolutely. And Daniel, what changes do you see are necessary for more women to step up as leaders? I, I don't, I don't think uh, changes is the right word. I, I think adaptations is probably the right word. And what I mean by that is I don't think there are any sort of magical uh, changes to step up as leaders. I, I think you can only like one of the things that you can do is you could take leadership class or learn the fundamentals or go to a online leadership course and learn through that. But that only gives you the fundamentals. That only gives you the theory. I think just doing, just practically, like executing, like leading your own life before you can lead a team, leading in, leading your kids, leading to become a better parent, a better mom, better dad, leading to accomplish your goals. Leading doesn't need to be something that's so external. You can internally lead yourself towards your vision and your goals. So I don't think it's changes. I think it's adaptations. I think you have to adapt to your surroundings. I think you have to realize who you are and drive your leadership towards that. Double down on your strengths and build up your career based on that. I love that answer. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, one of the questions I ask the um, women who come on the show is to describe their leadership style because I always want to underscore that it's your personality, your life experience, what you've been through, that all influence how you lead and adaptability. And for some women, I'm always intrigued because they've, they've had such a long career and they describe their early years or they've made a change from a full-time job to having a business or they've changed their business. And I'm always curious. I'm like, now that you've made this change, what have you seen as changed in your leadership style? And they absolutely always talk about how, oh, well, I used to be like this, but now I'm like this. I can even give you like a story in kind of my own life. Like I, like we were saying earlier, I'm, I'm 17 years old. I'm your youngest guest. I'm, and I have all these goals. I'm leading myself towards that vision. And especially in business, you, you, you're like, you ha your vision for, let's say you're a small business owner, your vision for your company, you're leading your team, you're leading everything in that direction for the goal that you're trying to accomplish. And you're helping everybody achieve their, sim their small sets of goals while achieving your large one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Daniel, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Well, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'm creating a, a, a two, other than my podcast, I'm doing two big things in the, in the coming year and uh, uh, towards the end of this year. Um, I'm publishing the first issue of the You Empower magazine, uh, to which I, uh, and I think it's going to be amazing and I, I'm really excited about that. And as well, I'm creating events on campus, um, hosting, you know, some of the podcasts, um, people that I've interviewed and just trying to bring everybody together to empower the world. I love it. And what, what's going to be in your magazine? What it's going to, what is going to comprise the magazine? So it's going to comprise of, uh, people that are doing amazing things. It's the, and I don't want that to be the whole background of it. I want it to be focused on the empowering. So people like CEOs of different charities, people that are empowering women, people that are empowering men, people that uh, young youth leaders. Like I'm, I hope to interview uh, Michelle Romanoff, who's um, on the Dragons Den. She was. Uh, 
does things with Groupon and all these different young leaders because I want to learn from them and help them communicate to the audience that uh, is so vastly under underestimated. Yes, and we need more positive media out there to turn oh. to. <laughs> well, I'll have a hundred. I'll have an hour conversation just on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I definitely agree. I just had a conversation with my brother and his wife over the weekend because they were looking for, you know, a, a movie or a show to watch that night. You know, it was like a, they were looking for a winding down thing. And they were between a horror movie and like a suspense movie. And I was like, if those are your two choices, go with suspense because horror movies are awful. awful. But, <laughs> you know, not, not to diss anyone who loves horror movies, but they impact our psychology. And it's not just horror movies, everything we consume impacts our psychology. And you really want to think about the media you consume the same way you think about the food you consume. The food you consume affects your physical body. The media and the information and the things you talk about and watch and listen to, that all impacts your psychology. And that impacts how you experience the world, how you see the world, and how you interact with the world. So, Horror movies, the the nightly news, you know, the magazines you watch, the TV shows you watch, all of that stuff. You know, I would just invite everyone. I'm not saying, you know, change what you're doing because it's wrong, but kind of think about like what you take in on a daily, weekly or monthly basis and ask yourself, does that work for me? Does it represent the life that I want to live? So I really want to thank you, Daniel, for putting more stuff out there that people can turn to, to be entertained by and enlivened by that doesn't just get them like cheap thrills, you know, that, that make life a little more exciting for a short while, but ultimately kind of make us feel down about the world. So thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah. And Daniel, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. So I wake up every single day and I say this quote to myself. I, it's something that I, this quote, I, like, I don't, I've never heard anyone say it before. So I, I'm pretty sure I made it, but I can't, you know, I didn't make the words. Um, but I live my life by the phrase, there is no not. No matter what you want to achieve, no matter what goals you have in mind, no matter how hard it is, if you say to yourself, there is no not, that's putting yourself in the mindset instantly that you're going to, you're going to accomplish your goals and more. And I, I think that. that's just, it's so empowering for me and it keeps me going every single day. Amen. And Daniel, I'm positive there are people listening right now who are like, I got to find out more of this guy, about this guy and what he's <laughs> got going on. So if you could tell us how this community can connect with you. I have a SoundCloud. Just type in my name, Daniel Belak, or go to my website, um, danielbelak.com, B-I-E-L-A-K. That's how you spell my last name for those wondering. Um, so yeah, just www.danielbelak.com or send me an email. I love hearing from you and I'd love to connect and have a chat. I, I honestly, I'd, I love going for coffee with any of my, any, really anybody and just uh, getting to know a person, what their aspirations are and how I can help them. So you can email me at daniel at danielbelak.com. 
Um, awesome. And for those of you who are on the go and racing around, you know that you can find all the links and resources that Daniel shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. If you put Daniel in the search bar, his name will come right up because I believe you are the first Daniel that no I have interviewed. such a common name. <laughs> I know. I know. There haven't been a ton of men though, Daniel. So you That's have true. that working for you right now. So, um, so for those of you listening, go and check him out. Find out more about what he's doing doing and share um, what his initiative with the young people in your life as well, because they definitely, you know, we, we, we were all born into a crazy and confusing world, but, you know, from listening to my nieces and my nephews and the young people in my life, they just have so much coming at them and it is overwhelming. So as many, you know, like islands in the ocean of positivity that they can find and hear more about, it, it is going to change the world. So Daniel, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. We are all better for having met you. You're going to, you're, you're making me blush. Uh, thank you so much for having me and uh, have an amazing day. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at ZebraLoveWebSolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to WomenTakingTheLead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.